It is Thursday, June 15th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who claims he needs a vacation, but for the next five weeks, he's really going to miss you. <laughs> J.P. Shadrick! Welcome to Jaguars Happy Hour, the final show until training camp. Late July, the next five weeks or so, we are away, so we'll get it in the next hour. A busy hour ahead, mini camp review. Some of the team was here. We'll explain. Community huddles continue with some changes to venues, including today. That's coming up. The dead zone begins, and then we'll go around the NFL also. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, and I must say it's been quite a an informative afternoon <laughs> in this radio studio today. Yeah, we had some fun. We were we were flashing back to 1994. So here's the story. Logs, you and I are walking through the office hallway. We go mm-hmm. into the lobby, and on the big screen, NFL Network. It's the 1994 Dolphins at Jets game, week 13. Correct. And I ask, hey, you know, I think you played in this game, right, Logs? I said, yeah. And then next Bam. next shot is Jeff Lagerman, 56, well, shows up on the screen. Yeah, nameplate. The next play, you force a fumble off Bernie Parmalee of the Dolphins, who's now the Jaguars running backs coach. Yeah. So, yes, I guess you played in the game. Yeah, that was uh, – it, it, you know, when you have a game like that, I mean, you think about that, that's – Gosh, that's 20, what is it, 29 years ago? 1994. 29 years ago. And uh, so when you see a lot of the jerseys and the numbers and the names, and sometimes you don't see the names, but you see the jersey near them, you're like, hey, that was Glenn Cadrez, or hey, that was Art Monk, who was on my team that year, and Ronnie Lott as well, two Hall of Famers. But uh, Boomer Sison was our quarterback back oh, in 1994. Oh, we we found out, yes, he was in the second half. <laughs> he had he was, a very he was good still game a, there in the second was, half. He was still a quarterback in the second half of the game, too. Yeah, he, That's right. he didn't do so good. It's kind of the tale of two <laughs> two halves for both quarterbacks, really. Dan Marino had and – and the reason that this game was televised is because it's a classic game because it's the infamous fake spike by Dan Marino, which ended up giving them the opportunity on a, on a throw to Mark Ingram over – Current Detroit Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, the touchdown to Mark Ingram, the namesake uh, that was the father of the what yes. most people know of Mark Ingram, the running back in the National Football League. That's right, and that won them the game. Yeah, so that's the reason why that this game was being televised on the NFL Network, not because of me. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the Jeff Lagerman show. And uh, just a couple things here. I mean, that was – that was Pete Carroll's first year ever as a head coach in the National Football League. And most, many people probably don't even remember that. It was a one-year-and-done situation for Pete Carroll's the head coach of the New York Jets in 1994. Mm-hmm. And he was fired after that year. And then he was the head coach hired with the New England Patriots after Bill Parcells left and then eventually to where he is now currently at, uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. But uh, he is an excellent coach. Plenty to get to tonight. We'll uh, recap the mini camp from a few the last few days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday coming up. But a change in some of the scheduling to the community huddle starting tonight up on the north side, Pecan Park Airport area. It's now been moved to Mellow Mushroom River City. 
I recommend the Thin Crust Mighty Meaty Pizza and a Sweetwater 420 on the side. That's a heck of an evening. But, hey, 5 o'clock it starts. Mark Mark Lamping will be there to... Spoken like a true bar fly. <laughs> I've been to Mellow a time or two. Uh, they're all over the place, but the one up north is uh, fantastic. So check it out. 5 o'clock to 6.30. It was originally at the Hyatt Place. It has now moved to Mellow Mushroom, River City. Uh, Mark Lamping's been uh, presenting to the public the plans for the stadium of the future and answering questions. And he's the only one up at the front of the room. This is an opportunity to get to get out there. And the reason for the change, the first three have been so well attended that they needed to expand it out. And that's a big space at Mellow tonight. Yeah, that, that's cool. And and didn't ShotCon go to the one at Strings he, up on Main Street? Yes, he did. The I mean, first that, one. That, that's awesome. And so the, the response has been great. And uh, and I will say that Mark Lamping is incredibly candid and and uh, great. To, I mean, ask him the hard questions and he'll give you answers. I mean, he's a yeah. He's I think he does a wonderful job. He's very well spoken. He's very well informed. Uh, he doesn't shy away from anything. So uh, a great opportunity for people to ask questions and gain a, a better understanding of exactly where uh, this football team has a vision of being. I went two nights ago down in Mandarin. Um, at the Ramada, and then last night at Jack's Golf and Country Club, and just I mean packed houses yeah. both both places. How many so, people you estimate at each one? I think, think last night it was probably two hundred, maybe wow. a little more wow. than that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean they they had a bunch of chairs out and people standing around that too, yeah. and then maybe close to that, if not a little less in at Mandarin, but still a big room. I mean people standing all over the place and. You'll see different dignitaries come to different events as well. Um, the sheriff was at one in, in Mandarin. Tony Baselli was there last night. Um, you know, so you never know who's going to pop up Good. with these things. Really Good. cool to see. So yeah, if you can get out, and there's now a, a few different places, a few different changes. Not only tonight as well, with the schedule coming up. Uh, the one on June 16th tomorrow, 11:30 is now at Extreme Wings Sports Grill on Roosevelt Boulevard. That's uh, down in Argyle area. And then the one on June 19th has now been updated to Bishop Snyder High School. That's a 5 o'clock one as well, down at uh, White House and I-10 on the west side. So, um, so a few changes. There could be more to come. Check out the latest at firstdowntownjacksonville.com, the number one, stdowntownjacks.com. And you can check out the entire schedule of the upcoming events. Now, to a mandatory minicamp on Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mandatory minicamp yeah, for some guys. For some, yeah, for some. The vets who showed up for most of the offseason program, the voluntary period, were excused from this. There were a few vets that were here, though, Logs. Yeah, that was, that was the thing I think that was uh... – a little bit surprising. You've got guys that have been around for the entire offseason training activities, the OTAs, Chad Muma, Devin Lloyd, and here they are in this mini camp, and they're repping it. And uh, kind of surprised to see him out there. It, it was also great to see Josh Allen and talked with him briefly and uh, gave him a hug. And, and look, uh, I love Josh, and, and Josh is an excellent young man and I'm looking forward to watching him play football this year but it was good to see him and and a lot of people kind of thought that maybe this was punishment that Josh had to come because the other veterans weren't no that's not it's not punishment 
And, and Doug Peterson talked about this. He said, look, he said, you know, we just look at this as an opportunity to see where he's at because they hadn't seen him. He's been training on or, on his own, and that's his right. I mean, this is the offseason stuff, the OTAs are voluntary. This is the one thing that the team can make mandatory to the player, and they wanted to see the player. I mean, heck, even Calvin Ridley was there working out on the Correct. side. Correct, he was. You know, so, I mean, look, it's great opportunity and great reps, and, and Josh looks in great shape. And he looks – he's still got the same effervescent uh, personality and he's got energy, you know, and that's what Doug Peterson talked about wanting to see and that's exactly what I saw. Let's hear from Josh Allen. After Monday's practice, the mandatory mini camp, it is a big season ahead, a contract year for him. You know, it's always room for improvement and uh, I'm ready to take those next step. You know, individually we got the same staff. Uh, as last year, so that's that's a, that's a plus. You know, obviously coming back in from last year and then come back this year, it's like, oh, I know majority of this, so now it's just getting the rust off. So I'm, I'm glad to be back at this period with the young guys. You know, kind of slowed it down for me just to get back into the field of things. And, you know, I, I was definitely excited about that. And um, just to get back out there working with them, man, just put, you know, show my face. You know, I know a lot of these young guys, you know, need, you know, could, could uplift, you know, a lot of guys. So. Glad to be back out. Yeah, his first opportunity to be around the rookie class and a lot of the young players as well. There were a couple other vets here. Second-year vets, uh, Muma, Devin Lloyd were here. Some of those younger players were uh, around the last few days as well just to get some reps. They're young players. That's what Doug Peterson said. That's why Devin's here. And, you know, let's be honest, Devin was in and out of the lineup last year. Let's see where he is. And things seem to be um, on the up for him. And we know what Chad Muma has to offer. But – uh, more reps the better this time of year for those type of players. Well, you hope that everything kind of settles down for both Muma and Lloyd, you know, where they were kind of interchanging, you know, alternating reps at that other linebacker spot that was opposite of Luikin. And, and, look, I think that both of these players are going to be starting caliber players at some point. And I think they both have a great skill set. You know, the one thing that continues to just sh show up all the time with Devin Lloyd does the ball not end up somehow near him or in his hands? It seems like every practice or nearly every practice. Well, you know, that was the thing, obviously, in college. But in the first month of the season, there was that happening a lot. It was the same lot. thing. Remember, he was the defensive rookie of the month of September. And it's, a, it's just it's eye-opening that somebody can have the ball bounce their way so many times. And it, and it's not a matter of, of the ball bouncing. I think it's because the player has a nose for the ball. And, you know, Devin's got to calm down a lot this year because last year the, you know, the you could see that the wheels that were spinning up here were – it was producing more smoke than clarity. And, and that happens sometimes. I know that uh, the adjustment from college to pro when it comes to the playbook is, is pretty significant. To give you an idea – when uh, when I was playing in, in college ball, we probably played maybe three or four coverages, you know, and we didn't have a ton of adjustments off of those, you know, four coverages or whatever. Once you get in the National Football League, you have constant adjustment, gap changes, so your run responsibility, your pass responsibility is changing with motions and shifts and everything else. And so, if you're thinking about all of that. It's hard to be an athlete, and it's hard to do your job because you're trying to figure out what your job is. You know, it's one of those things that if you can see the wheels turning in the head, the wheels down there that have cleats on, they're not turning, or they're turning in the wrong direction. So I think this is going to be 
uh, a better year for Devin Lloyd. I think it's going to be a better year for Chad Muma, and it needs to be. I mean, these two guys both need to step up because the reality is if you look at this football team, you feel like they've gotten better on the offensive side of the ball, correct? I mean, you got yeah, sure. Ridley. Yeah. Okay, you got right. all these guys you drafted with Brenton Strange and Tank Bigsby. You got an offensive lineman. You know, but defense, where are all the big additions? There's not many. There's not many. Okay, so the improvement's going to have to come from within. Guys are going to have to get better. And that's what this team is counting on. Look, it's not going to hurt that, you know, that maybe you can score more points in a game with the improved offense that you have, but you're also going to have to get that improvement on the defense. Plenty ahead in tonight's show. We'll come back in a moment. And, yes, you mentioned some of the additions on offense. But what are some question marks on offense? We'll get to that. The offensive line, Press Taylor, explains the depth they have up front. The Jaguars are excited to take the field this fall, and we want you here for all the action. For as low as 57 bucks a game, you can join the ranks of the most dedicated fans and become a Jag season ticket member. Find your perfect seats at jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Press Taylor explains the depth up front on the offensive line next on Jaguars Happy Hour. You know, obviously everybody having familiarity in the system, familiarity with one another, we expect everybody to take that, that next step in terms of their progression and getting better um, at what we're asking them to do. But, you know, I think the versatility of the guys in the room is, is really big for us. We have a lot of guys that can play multiple spots. And so whoever's available, however everything plays out moving into it, I think we can put together a pretty good combination and then be flexible in that combination. But we're very confident in where that group can go. That's Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, discussing the offensive line. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, and at Jaguars on Twitter, also on Jaguars Facebook and YouTube. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. And again, an updated location tonight for the first downtown Jacksonville community huddle. It's at the Mellow Mushroom River City up by the airport. Max Leggett? Parkway, is that yeah, how you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, the great thing about Mellow Mushroom, they've got great craft beer selections. I See, mean, just, I, I mean, I, I know I one you, out. you've got your favorite. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them that they have, and the pizza there, oh, money, a thin crust, mighty meaty, man. I know, you can't I know, go wrong I know, with it. I know, I know, you know, I'm kind of a Hawaiian pizza guy. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, and, I, and I, believe it or not, I, I like the cauliflower crust. Options now. It's better too. for you, I, I think, right? I, I don't really care. I think it tastes better. <laughs> I'm not one that okay. eats because it's supposed to be better for you. I'm one of the kind that, that eats well, because it tastes yeah, good. Yeah, when you work out four hours a day. Yeah, you well, get away no, with well that. not that. I've been at four hours a day. I'm, I'm trying to work my way back to that. Let's say you'll get there yeah. one day very soon. Yes, um, Joe. Yes. Oh, gosh. Joe Fortunato. Hello. <laughs> Max Leggett, 31-year fire chief battalion with the Jacksonville Fire Department. Thank awesome. you very much. Awesome. I, I, it's, I always see it going to the airport on the sign, and I never really under, knew how to say it until right now. Yeah, that whole area has just gotten – Oh, it's booming. Yeah, it's boomed. Big Stuff time. everywhere. Big time. Got and, lots of options up there. 5 o'clock, Mellow Mushroom, Max Leggett Parkway, near the airport for the community huddle tonight. Be mm. there. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, be good. when I first got to Jacksonville, I'll never forget, flew into Jacksonville. This is my visit. In 1995, right? This is uh, back in 
January, February, whatever, whatever. After it is. you guys collapsed March. And, and lost to the Jets in the division, and or lost to the Dolphins, Dolphins in the division, correct, correct, you know, correct, like yeah. the game we saw today, yeah. the year after that. Yes. Yeah, fly fly down. They, they picked me up. Flight was delayed. Get you know really late, and leave the airport. You know, get to ninety five, and the road going from the airport to ninety five was like there's nothing there. There was nothing there. And then once you hit 95, there was nothing there. Now, <laughs> nowadays, it's a lot different, but uh, and much different for the better. Offensive line, Press Taylor. You know, they've – I mean, it's arguably the deepest – one of the deepest position groups on this football I w- team. I would right agree now. with that, yes. I think it's uh, extremely deep, and I think it's also got some really good players at the tackle position, which is the, the position that's typically the hardest to kind of get that depth. You know, with uh, you've got obviously Cam Robinson and Walker Little, your first round pick, Anton Harrison, and then Josh Wells, who you signed as a free agent, who has got a lot of experience under his belt. Um, uh, I think it's a good group. I think it's a really good group. And you also have um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on there's another Blake Hans, yes, who can play tackle as well. Mm-hmm. And so you've got a lot of options for this offense and then you've got some depth at guard and you've also got some young depth you know you're you got two draft picks one from central florida another one from Appalachia state that are going to compete for roster spots or practice squad spots so uh, i like where it's at Uh, i would like to see somebody emerge to compete with shatley shatley played very well last year but i would like to see them take that up another level and 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 i want to see brandon sheriff get healthy because last year for the entire season, it seemed like he was not healthy. I want to see him get healthy so that he can take his game back to where he is a Pro Bowl caliber player. He was a good player last year, but he wasn't at that Pro Bowl caliber, uh, caliber level. The resolution of the Cam Robinson suspension story will come at some point. The team does not know when, I, I, the division, the, when that decision will come down. So, I, If I had to guess yeah. – It'll probably happen on a Friday sometime in the next couple weeks. <laughs> right. And, and I it's hope it's usually it, when it happens. It's like Friday at 4 o'clock. Right. It said that's what, you know, the bad news dump day. Mm-hmm. And you've got to end up letting the information out now. And I know part of the reason, my guess is, is that why this has been delayed for as long as it has been is that, you know, you got a second sample that needs to be tested. There's, I think, uh, they like to settle. Any kind, they don't. But in other words, they don't want to have an appeals process happening. So the league, what they like to do, it seems like nowadays, is that okay? They come to an agreement. Here's what happened. Here's the 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 punishment. The player says, "Well, no, that's not right." And then you have the union and the league kind of work out the the appeal without actually having a formal appeal before the announcement. Before they announce it, so that there is, it's not going to drag on because that the, the league doesn't want. News like this to drag on, to where if they make an announcement, then all of a sudden you have an appeals process that's going on, and then it becomes part of the headlines on a daily basis. Well, what's going to happen? Well, so-and-so did this on this day, expecting something this day. It just drags out bad news, and that's why I think they like to have the resolution, make the announcement, it's over with, and then that's what's going to happen, and then you move on from there. But this organization needs to know. I mean, from from a planning standpoint, yeah. and it's good that they have options at that tackle position. But you know, my guess is that Walker Little, because he's got experience, you're going to probably play him at left. That's where he played at last year. Played pretty well down yeah. the stretch. That's right. Uh, Harrison will first round pick. Will move to the right side, and he's going to have a learning curve just because all tackles do in this league. 
And then when Cam comes back, I think you kind of see where you're at and uh, and make a decision on what's best for the team at that point. And, and that decision could involve many things. It could involve leaving it as it is if you're on a roll, or it could involve putting Cam in at left, letting Walker be the swing guy. You got to see where Cam is, also. To, depending on how long it is, he'll be on his own in that. What, however long, however that long that is. is. So you know, could you put Cam at left, move Walker to right, put Anton in a backup position? Yeah, I mean that's. Could you slide Walker inside, which they they said this week that could. Walker Little's done some work at guard. I think I think you have a lot of options, and and what you decide to do, I think, will the the first factor that you're going to look at is that. How are we doing at this moment? How is Walker doing at left? How is Anton doing at right? And then you make the best decision going forward. But if they're mauling people, and let's say it's a six-game suspension, and they're five and one, and they're running the ball over people and, and throwing scoring points, and roll doing, with it. I mean, yeah. roll, keep rolling. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, that's just part of the deal. And you know, I, I don't know how long the suspension is going to be, but uh, but they've done a really good job building this offensive line. And the reality is. You know, you could keep nine offensive linemen. You know, it's not very often that you keep ten. Um, um, a lot of teams like to keep eight, you know, because you have the practice squad flexibility. But I believe that there will be probably nine on the roster at the end of the day. And then uh, and then you'll have quite a few on the practice squad with some of these younger guys. And, you know, you hope you don't lose some of those guys. Jaguars Happy Hour, 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman on uh, Jaguars.com, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube final show until late July. So we talk about all these weapons on offense. We just went through the offensive line. We know about the quarterback. We know about the tight end position, though Evan Ingram does not have a deal as of yet, still hasn't signed the tender. That all still to play out. They've made some additions on offense this year. So all of that aside what's the biggest question mark about this Jaguars offense in your mind well maybe a position group or an idea about the offense that you just don't know about yet well first of all I mean you you don't know what Ridley's going to look like until you actually see it you know he's been on the sideline or suspended for a period of time so I think that's the biggest question uh, the other biggest question that I would not say that it's at the, the second level, I would say it's right there with the first one, is is that where's the team at and and Evan Ingram at? You know, are they going to be able to work out a, a long term deal, or is this going to be a year to year type of thing for Evan Ingram? You know, so uh, I would say those two things. You know, the great thing that I'm excited about with Calvin Ridley is that with adding him to the offense, you're now going to allow. Christian Kirk to be in that really comfortable spot, which is the slot. And Ridley's going to be, I think, a dynamic player. But again, you haven't seen him in a couple of years, and you want to see what that chemistry looks like between him and Trevor Lawrence. And I can't wait to see Christian Kirk stay in the slot more because I think that's where he is incredibly effective. I think it's also going to be fun to see how the balance in the backfield is going to work. How much of a role will Tank Bigsby have as a rookie alongside ETN? And uh, will Jamichael Hasty will that role be diminished somewhat? I think it's going to be diminished significantly. How big of a role will uh, Brenton Strange have with right. this offense with Evan Ingram? Right. 
And so, I think that's going to be exciting to watch because a, Strange has a skill set that really fits the modern-day NFL. And, and Press Taylor and Doug Peterson are going to be a little bit like the mad scientist going, oh, yeah, we got, we're going to draw up all kinds of things because you have so much depth with your offense now. I mean, that side of the ball, you're, you feel like, let's go. We can play with anybody. So the question I have, if it's, let's say it's fourth and one, and you need that yard, and uh-huh. you got to pound it on the ground, and you need a tight end or two out there. Okay. Chris Mannertz is not on the team anymore. Nope. Mercedes Lewis ain't walking through the door. Nope. Who's he could, po- though. Who's, well, <laughs> I, I doubt he's walking through the door. Who's moving people at the tight end position? Yeah, that's a great question. And you really don't have that man hurts like you're talking about, which is the traditional inline wide tight end. So well, maybe they do, but just haven't had the pass. Well, you, to you've see got it. you've yeah. got some younger guys, yeah. okay, that, that that could fill some of that role. But with with Strange, you can play the game a little differently because he's such a good blocker in space. Mm-hmm. So you could still play the two tight end set, but have these guys spread out, which spreads the defense out a little bit. And then Strange and Evan Ingram are capable blockers. Strange, I think, is. A step above Evan Ingram and in block in blocking, but yeah. look, if you need to go to where you need that man hurts, okay, on that line of scrimmage, you put in another offensive lineman. Okay, bring in a sixth guy. Yeah, you put in an you, offensive lineman. We have all that depth for a reason. Well, I mean, look, Josh Wells can play that yeah. extra tight end. Yeah, yeah, you know, look, Anton Harrison is as athletic of a tackle as you'll ever see. I mean, there's a guy that if you put him out as a quote-unquote, blocking tight end, he would do a marvelous job, I think, just because he's got the feet. I mean, you want to talk about feet now. Anton Harrison could – I mean, you put him in a dance contest now, he could win He could win some of those. You know, it, yeah, and this is a, a group that's not scared to use unbalanced looks, different personnel packages for those type of sort yardage. We saw the T formation late, you know, in the in – the, in the season. How so, about Phil Rauscher's that one play he designed up right. with that little pitch to ETN to the outside. I mean, that was all beauty. That. Yeah, so I we, mean, we saw Cam moving to the right. So we, all this was stuff was going on last year. So they got a lot of tricks up their sleeve. Yeah, they, they look at, I don't want to call it tricks. I just they, they got great designs and, <laughs> and they've got great football minds because I've never seen, and I said this last year, I've never seen an offensive staff come up with some stuff that where you just go, Wow. I mean, like, wow, that was a great play design where they attacked some type of deficiency on the defense and it was drawn up for that. I mean, you just you don't see staffs that do that. A lot of times it's just a cookie cutter game plan. Whereas this staff right here, it, it's it's I'm just telling you, there's a lot of brain power on that offensive side of the ball. A lot of brain power. Logs, you gonna drink some wine over the break? I'm not a Big giant wine drinker. Well, you should be because you need to elevate your game day experience with Vino for Napa Valley, the official wine club of the Jags. They might can you know trend you back the other way. All right, all right. Hey, if you know what, I, I I'm, I'm a red guy. Give me a steak and a very strong, bold, dry red. I, okay, they got that at nine oh four. I'm sure they do. Uh, sip on handcrafted Napa Valley wines and show your team pride with every pour. Visit vine04.com. 
And you can sign up and receive three or six premium Napa Valley wine bottles twice a year and exclusive access to private events and complimentary tastings. That's right up your alley. Mm-hmm. The complimentary tastings. Complimentary, part. which means free. I'm, I'm in for that. Free. Join the Vinyl Four Club today and toast to the Jags legacy with every sip. Corners who want to tackle. Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell says they have a few. That's next on Jaguars Happy Hour. When you talk about corners that are divas, those guys typically don't like to tackle. We have guys that will throw it in there, and Tyson is a guy. You, he's kind of like his coach a little bit, like Deshae. Deshae was a gritty, hardworking guy that's going to give you everything you got, and those guys are kind of resembling his, their coach right now. And Deshae does a good job with letting them understand that, yeah, you're corners, but you're also helping us in the run game as well. That is Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It's Thursday. It's our final show until late July. That's that means five weeks of none of this. The uh, the what, the report date for the players right around July twenty fifth ish. Is yeah, that yeah. What it was? it's that Tuesday, and then they're on the field Wednesday. Yeah, there's a few guys that will report. I think the Friday before that. Yeah, which will be they they yeah. can ask rookies and injured players to report early. Yeah, I would so, guess the quarterbacks might be in a hair early. Just because. yeah, typically they like to bring them in a little bit early, just to, yeah. not so much to put them on the field or anything, but yeah. to allow them to kind of get a head start. So when the team comes in, the quarterback is already starting to speak the language and to teach the language to others. It's ranking season, logs. You know what that means? It's um. The summertime, it's ranking season. Yeah, but we actually were doing a little ranking of our own before the show. Oh. We were looking at the past NFL draft classes. Oh, well, that was fun to do. Uh, that, yes, that's part of ranking season. Yeah. That's not where we, yes, we did. And we figured out the 83 class was probably one of the one. best. Yeah, the quarterback class there. There was like eight Hall of Famers in that draft. That was pretty amazing. Pro Football Focus had the ranking of the top 32 cornerbacks in the NFL Top, Enter, entering the 2023 season. Top 32 corners. Yes. The okay. Jaguars had two on the list. On the top 32. Two of them. Tyson Campbell, number 25. Darius Williams, number 30. Huh. Okay. How about that? that that's pretty good. How about that? That's good to have two. I, I will say, look, Tyson Campbell, I think, is an up-and-comer. Uh, he's, he's physical. He's long. He's getting better. He works incredibly hard. Uh, Darius Williams is a guy that uh, has got to get comfortable. You know, he's got to get comfortable. I thought that he got better as the year wore on last year, but I, I want to see him be more of a physical player, more more physical in the running game. He's 5'9", 187, Logs. Yeah, I don't care. How, how physical how, can you well, be? Well, look, 5'9", 187. I've seen uh, some of the corners that play in this league are incredibly physical. The corner that the Seattle Seahawks drafted, Witherspoon, is not a very big guy, but this guy is, or he is incredibly physical and uh, vicious. I would even put him on the borderline vicious. of vicious. That's yeah. aggressive. That's yeah. That's wow. a step up the physical JP. Wow. <laughs> almost borderline illegal. Yeah, that. But uh, but yeah, he he can get better, and and hopefully this year he's more comfortable. But I think that that's the, that's the one position group that you know if you want to talk about question marks with his football team. 
that I think the defense is a little bit of a question mark. So can they get better from within, as we talked about? Yeah. But if you want to look at specific positions, the 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 two biggest question marks at position groups lie on the defensive side of the ball. One of them is the corner spot. In in my mind, now I'm not trying to say that. This is a consensus by anybody or by any means. This is the Jeff Lagerman system of rankings. I think the, the, the corner position, because this is a three-cornerback league, how is this team going to play three corners? Where are they going to get the third corner from, and where's the depth? That's a question mark, but don't get me wrong. I like Darius Williams, and I really like Tyson Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then the other position is defensive tackle. Look, I like Devon Hamilton. I think he's really good, but where's that pass rush going to come from at that three-technique defensive tackle, because Devon is really more of a zero. Yeah, he's a nose tackle. So when I say a zero, that's a nose tackle you know, description, I guess. I don't want to be too technical, but he's a nose tackle. He lines up across from the center. He's, yeah, he's close to the center. Yeah. You want to have one of those guys that can play that three technique that can disrupt things like a Chris Jones, Aaron Donald. Of course, everybody wants a, pe- a pro- player like that. And those players don't come along very often. And so I'm, I'm not saying that they just, you know, look, they're – you know, growing on trees anywhere, you can get one no problem. It's hard to get one, but you want to get somebody that's capable at that position. And Roy Robertson Harris is a guy that, uh, you know, he played really well at times last year at that spot. Can he continue to be more impactful on a consistent basis? That's a challenge there as well. He got paid in the offseason. Roy or Devon? Yes. Both, Both. of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, look, they need, to, they need to produce. Yeah. Plain and simple. Need to produce. Jaguars happy hour, 1010XL, jaguars.com, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. There is no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member than right now. Some big shows coming up in the next few weeks. Reserve your 23 premium seat membership or an individual luxury experience, and you'll enjoy guaranteed seats in the best locations, premium parking, a VIP entrance, club access, and so much more. Email ticketing at boldevents.com. Or call 904-633-2000. Busy schedule at Daly's Place. Daly'sPlace.com. Imagine that. You can check out the schedule there of shows. Did you get us the couch? I've got to work on By that the way, still. i got to work on that For Tedeschi Trucks? That's Thursday, a week from today. All right, come on. I'm, I've got to make a couple of calls. Make Call Baselli. Let's go. Let's go. I'm in. Okay. Well, I'll work on make, that. Get on the horn. I'll you know what? I'm kind of in the middle of a show right now. But at some point, maybe we, what if we just called him live and asked if we could get on the couch? Well, I mean, are we not going to a commercial break here in a minute? Well, yeah, we're, yeah, we are. Okay, well, then let's go. Get your phone and let's go. You can make the call during the commercial break. We're back in a moment. Lots of man hours in July to get the Jags moved into the new building. We'll hear from Doug Peterson and maybe more after this on Jaguars Happy Hour. Each time it just gets your excitement and juices going to, to get over there. You know, obviously there's a lot of work transitioning from here to there, even though we only have to go 100 feet, um, you know, into that building. But there's there's a lot of man hours coming up this summer uh, and moving and, and getting us over there. And, and uh, you know, we've spent as, as a really this whole football side. I mean, we've spent the last two or three weeks packing our offices and our our, our lockers, and you know, is it's uh, stuff we got to take home and then stuff we're, we're going to take to the new building. That's head coach Doug Peterson. Yes, the move is on. Only a couple weeks 
before the Jaguars get the keys to the Miller Electric Center and begin moving in. They'll have training camp on the practice fields starting in late July. There's about a 2,500-seat grandstand out there. The open dates have not been announced yet. Head coach Doug Peterson said he does anticipate some being open. We'll wait a little later in the summer to find out when those dates are. You can check out jaguars.com for the latest. We're coming in hot now. Of course, uh, the final practice on the game field was Wednesday, and no more of that. That was a great job by the grounds crew and everybody here at the bank to, to make that work last season. They put in so many new surfaces after games, got them ready for the next week of practice, you know, scheduling out the days, making the grass look great. Uh, Nick Fidoa and the crew did a fantastic job. Really? I mean, I, I think it's arguably the best surface, one of the best surfaces in the National Football League. They do an amazing job here. And it's only going to get better now that the team's not going to be practicing on it during the week like they did this past year. Yeah, they had to totally replace it. I I, I want to say it was like six or seven, it might have been more than that, times last season. The full right. field. Right. New, in, out. Yeah, you, no problem, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there was never you a never moment. never really noticed. Yeah, you, know, you never really had a moment. You were going, man, that field's kind of rough today because they had to replace it. No, you never had a day or uh, a feeling or a moment like that, which is pretty incredible. We're about 14 minutes away from the start of the community huddle on the north side tonight near the airport. The location has changed. So if you're driving, you're listening in the car on 10, 10 a.m., first of all, thank you. You still have an a.m. radio. That's fantastic. First of all, thanks for listening. Second. Third, don't go to the Hyatt place. you got to go to the Mellow Mushroom River City on Max Leggett Parkway. That's at 5 o'clock, community huddle, stadium of the future, Mark Lamping, Jaguars president, all that. Uh the, the demand the last few days has caused some changes to the schedule in terms of locations to some of these. Tonight is the first change. Mellow Mushroom up uh, on Max Leggett Parkway near the airport. Good deal. Five o'clock. Yeah, a little bit more room for people to all kind of participate. By hey, the way, hey uh, yeah. I read a news item, and I got a bone to pick. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. Because, uh, you know, the NFL players today have a great opportunity to set themselves up. For life, right? I mean, we were just talking during the break about some of the new contracts that you know Devon Hamilton got, Roy Robertson, Harris got, and it's just it's to me it sounds like funny money to me. But yes, it's yeah, real I mean, money. It, it, yeah, it, I mean it's real money, yeah. but it it's, yeah. it does sometimes feel like funny money. But there's some guys that just don't get it. You know that this is an opportunity that you're not going to have again, and there's certain opportunities that you don't pass up. And I was reading a story this week, and it was J uh, Jair Alexander, who is a wonderful corner for the uh, the Green Bay Packers. He came out of Louisville, if I recall. Right, and he's you know he's had you know he's a Pro Bowl player, you know, um, good player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, good player. Yeah. Well, he passed up an opportunity to earn a uh, incentive clause in his contract by participating in the offseason workouts. How much was it? $700,000. $700,000. Just to show up? Just to, sh to, 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 to all the OTAs? To, to work out in the facility, go to the OTAs, right? And, and here's, here's the other thing that blows my mind. Okay, you're never going to have that opportunity. That $700,000 is not coming back, okay? Number two. If you want to work out on your own, 
that's fine, but you also assume the risk of working out. So if Alexander got hurt working out on his own because he doesn't want to make the $700,000, guess what happens? He goes on the non-football injury list and could end up not getting paid because he got hurt on his own time and not on the team's time. So why would you, number one, assume the risk of working out on your own? Number two, why would you pass up the opportunity at earning $700,000 by just working out in the offseason, which $700,000, if he puts it away now, he's a young player, he's six years in the league, I think it is. It probably puts him at 28 years old. So let's take that $700,000, you know, after taxes, you know, half million, whatever, invest it and forget about it for the next 35 years. He could retire on that alone. But he's high, yeah. And his quote, and I want to read this. Oh, boy. You're going all in on Jair Alexander. And I, I, it's amazing to me. He says, quote, I know what works for me at this point. I'm on year six, two Pro Bowls, two All Pros. I mean, I think I know what I got going on here. What you got going on here is you just lost out on $700,000 that could have turned into millions down the road. I read that and I was like, wow, that's incredible. You lost an opportunity to set yourself up, but then also maybe to set up your next generation by passing up $700,000 because you know what you need. You're going to take all the risk yourself. Mm. Just, mm. I don't know. Hey. Somebody give the man some good advice. It's his money. Well, it's not his money. It's um, exactly it's still not the Packers. Now it's not JP. It's still the Packers' money. Uh, speaking of money, uh, Tony Baselli knows about some of that uh, money. He's got a lot of it, and he's doing very well. Hall of Fame helps that certainly. Tony Baselli's on the line with us oh. now. Tony, good afternoon. What's up, boys? How are we doing? <laughs> doing well. Uh, so, if you you missed last segment, we were talking about Daly's place, and we yeah. wanted to, uh, we had One a request. Of my yeah, we, we had a request for next Thursday, Tedeschi Trucks Band. Logs and I want to get your couch. Can we use your couch next Thursday night? <laughs> well, <laughs> the problem is, JP and Logs, it's not my couch. I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to sit on the couch uh, several times, but um, it's always been as the guest. Um, so... I do. There's um, some people within the building there that uh, actually is, uh, is our boss, our boss's boss. Um, or actually, probably, uh, you know, the guy running the show for all the uh, production and stuff is a good person to talk to about the couch. Well, I mean, I thought it came with like the gold jacket, like you get your own. <laughs> so, so you're no, saying you're not willing to make a phone call for us? What are you doing? Well, you know. I don't want to be selfish, Log, but uh, next week I'm in London doing the little tour with the guys, and if I'm not going to be on the couch, I'm not burning one of my my couch tickets for you guys. Wow, that's you're a great teammate. At least you're honest. I would expect nothing less. Um, tell us about the London trip. So it's a big uh, caravan, right, Bo? Yeah, it's uh, it's you know. Until last year, we did everything just in London. Last year, we went up to Manchester. Um, this year, we're even going further. We're going, I hope I get this right, we're going London, Liverpool, Belfast, I know for sure, and possibly Edinburgh. Wow. Um, so we're going up into Ireland. And 
I, I've been to Ireland once before, but never Belfast. And I'm pumped to go up there. And, uh, you know, the Jags just do everything first class, and it's going to be a good group. Um, and I love going over there because it's, it's fun to see, you know, how much progress the, you know, game of American football's made. And, you know, with the, you know, we go to the schools and do the JAG tag program and there's, you know, a decade ago, none of this was happening. Right. And, and now it's all over the country. You got these, you know, JAG tag football programs in schools and they're playing flag football and, and they're going through drills and, you know, and, and kind of doing what we did as kids, you know, on the playground playing that type of football. And so that's a lot of fun and it's great. And there's cool fan events and, uh, and so it's a it's a really good time, and uh, it's something I'm looking forward to. The uh, the the Belfast trip, which yeah. if people didn't know, the Jaguars were one of a couple teams that were given some marketing opportunities to go into into Ireland. So, all right, that's a little different. The Republic of Ireland was just granted. That's uh, the that's Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland is part of the UK that the Jaguars already had. And I think in the future, so, so you might see some stuff some of in, that into that. in Dublin That's in cool. the future. But this is Belfast and, and the U.K. portion of it. And we're looking forward, of course, to going back a couple weeks this year, Bo, in the regular season. And um, a lot to be done for this Jaguars team. Are you excited about this team right now? You know, I am. I am uh, really excited about it. it it's going to be, you know, you think back, um, you know, back when Logs and I were playing, and it was we were a pretty balanced team. But you know, we probably you know in '99 we had the number one or two defense. We had one of the best offenses as well. You know, so it was kind of we played off each other really well. And then, but you look after that when this team had success, even you know prior to, to uh, Shad owning the team, it was really defensive led. And even in 2017, it was defensive-led. And this team, you know, and I think our defense will be better than it was last year, year two under Caldwell. And, you know, and I know all, you know, everyone's counting on a you know, big step by Trayvon Walker and hopefully a big contract year from Josh Allen rushing the passer and, and all that. But, you know, you look at this offense and the firepower that it has with the addition of Calvin Ridley and bringing back Ingram, I'm assuming that, you know, that at, least, at the very least they'll sign the franchise. Um, ETN, you know, I think, a, you know, good offensive line. Um, and then the thing that matters more than anything is Trevor Lawrence in year three, picking off the second, picking up after the second half of last year, second year in, in uh, Doug Peterson's offense. I mean, I am excited about the firepower of this offense and what they can do. And it'll be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, you can see games where, you know, high-scoring games that, you know, we're, we're walking away as a winner and, you know, you just outscore people. And, and, and I do think our defense will, you know, obviously carry their weight and do a great job by no means. I, I'm not putting them down by any manner. But I'm super excited about what this offense can be. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Well, that's great, Tony. We're, we're glad to hear your thoughts on the offense. We really just called to see if we could get the couch, and you're useless. <laughs> you are useless to us. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, JP, it won't be long until the Monday night show uh, gets kicked off here, and I can tell you, and I can put you in your place every Monday night. So uh, take your shots now. 
um, and I'll take it. And uh, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to getting back in the booth with Logs and Frank and and uh, kicking off the season and training camp and seeing some really what this team's going to be and and uh, getting getting the thing going again. I'm, I'm I miss football season. I'm ready for it. Tony, thanks. Live radio. Yeah, but we no thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Enjoy London <laughs> and the UK and, yes, Canton again, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right, guys. I'll see you. Tony Baselli, useless as usual, no couch from the Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, that was kind of on the fly. Uh, thanks to Tony for jumping on with us there and, and playing along. Yeah, th- this is going to be a fun team to watch for sure this year. So we've got uh, just a few minutes left in our entire. Uh, so we we got we got to fend for ourselves now for the Tedeschi trucks. Yeah, well, we can figure that out. We're getting. With, well, I'll we'll, talk to you. All right. Yeah, I think we after the show we'll I, work we can it out. we can work something right. out on that. Yeah. Um, hey, our crew that puts together these shows on Jaguars dot com uh, morning. Night, afternoon, podcasts, everything that goes into um, to get these shows, all of their content, the hunt, any film rooms you may or may not be contractually obligated to do, those <laughs> include in that. Um, but it's a deep staff, right? It starts at the top, though, of course, Chad Johnson, uh, Patrick Cavanaugh, Dave DeCandis. Uh, on the audio side, Joe Fortunato pushing all the buttons over there, David Cho, Brent Reber, Max Hockman. Uh, Trent Padilla, Gabby Dalton, who is on a boat somewhere right now, um, that entire crew. And then on the digital side, Jennifer Garavaglia, Bill Pease, Brooke Hopfey and digital. Kate Waskey handles all the advertisement placement. It's a deep staff, and we thank them for all of their work in this season, and it's come to a close, Logs. Mm. Yeah, but just for a little while. Just for a little while. Get some rest, bud. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be rested up. I mean, I, I can tell you that, you know, just like Tony was talking about, I mean, this is uh, as exciting of a year as, as I've ever been looking forward to. That's Jeff Lagerman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll see you in late July. It's Jaguars Happy Hour.